Well, good morning. It's uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, that's what you Google to find me. Uh, and tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, those four words, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you coming every day. It's really nice of you. Uh, if you can, uh, bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow and tweet to me questions or insights or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Hey, it's raining in Southern California. Whoever said it doesn't rain in Southern California? Uh, and it's probably going to be pouring all day long. Um, but hopefully there won't be too much flooding in the surrounding burn areas. Uh, more uh, problems because of climate change. So, to all that information that Mark Meadows uh, released to the January 6th committee uh, before he decided that he wasn't going to testify. Uh, the texts to and from Mark Meadows on, uh, on January 6th seem to be quite telling. Even crazy right-wingers thought Trump had gone over the edge. As the insurrection was going on, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows received text messages urging him to convince Trump to issue a statement condemning the violence, according to the House Select Committee's investigating uh, the attack. These text messages were among the documents submitted to the committee by Mark Meadows. Uh, the January 6th committee had gathered to consider and pass a resolution to hold Meadows in contempt of Congress and brought to light the text messages as if they needed convincing to uh, for uh, uh, contempt of Congress charges, right? A text from Fox News host and, well, let's just face it, right-wing sociopath Laura Ingram, uh, and, and anybody at, at Fox News is a right-wing sociopath, even Chris Wallace was. Uh, Laura Ingram, it read, Mark, the president needs to tell people in the Capitol to go home. This is hurting all of us. He is destroying his legacy. <laughs> Nutbag, uh, Brian Kilmeade of Fox and Friends, he texted, please get him on TV, destroying everything you have accomplished. Uh, without the he's part, he's destroying everything you have accomplished. That's what he meant. Even the king of crazies, Sean Hannity himself, asked if Trump could make a statement asking people to leave the Capitol. It didn't stop there. <clears throat> Even Trump's own family. Meadows received a text from uh, Donald Trump Jr. Similarly, similarly urging the president to take action. He's got, the text said, he's got to condemn this shit as soon as possible, ASAP. Uh, Meadows replied, I'm pushing it hard. I agree. What does this all prove? It proves that Trump knew what was happening at the Capitol and refused to do his job as president of the United States because he knew there was a chance that leaders would be killed and he could continue as president, an actual coup. The revelations came as the House panel voted. Those are my revelations. The House panel, of course, has to be subtle about it. The revelations came as the House panel voted to refer Meadows for possible criminal penalties for refusing to cooperate with its investigation. 
Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. <clears throat> you know that um, yesterday we talked about that candle factory that pays its workers $8 an hour and, and forces them to work 12-hour days? Hey, when you're, when you're the only game in town, you can do what you want. It's the, it's the only major, in other words, some guy said, oh, let's put a factory here. Everybody needs work. There's a, there's a really, uh, that's what they do. So they can pay nothing. Anyway, this is the factory that collapsed in, in the uh, tornado. The managers knew the warnings of tornadoes and did not allow employees to take shelter. Even worse, the tornado sirens were going off. Employees were begging to be released and the supervisors threatened them with firing. At this time, you should probably look at history, specifically the Triangle Shirtwaist Company factory in New York City and what happened on March 25th, 1911. Here, yesterday, at least eight people died in the Mayfield uh, Mayfield Consumer Products Factory, which, which makes scented candles. Uh, the facility was leveled, and all that is left is rubble. Of course, company officials denied the allegations that they refused to let people leave. There will be a lawsuit. You trust me, there will be a lawsuit. And the owners will lose everything, and I personally look forward to it. However, the factory is the town's sole major employer. This means the town will just likely fold up. And maybe a retirement community. Who knows? Yesterday, the Supreme Court has uh, uh, refused to hear a case brought against New York and its vaccine mandate. In the 6-3 decision, Justices Neil Gorsuch, Clarence Thomas, and Samuel Alito dissented. The three, well... Uh, Generally, we need to get rid of these guys. Arguing in favor of the mandates, New York, but but I, I would rather get rid of uh, the two newest ones, Kavanaugh and uh, 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 Amy Coney Barrett. Coney Barrett. Um, arguing in favor of the mandates, the New York Attorney General, uh, Letitia James, had urged the court to reject the challenges because the public health emergency rule requiring vaccinations for certain workers in the healthcare sector was necessary to combat the spread of COVID-19, which she warned could lead to a vicious cycle of staff shortages and deterioration of patient care. Now, <clears throat> I should mention the idea that a lot of people uh, uh, the uh, arguing against this, the, those arguing against this used the same defense, saying that people were going to be losing their jobs and it's going to, and patient care is going to suffer. They argued the same thing, but the uh, Supreme Court decided uh, not to take the case, which is good for, good for New York, bad for uh, hospital employees who don't want to get vaccinated, but good for hospital employees that don't want to live in a place where they can die, right? Anyway. Um, oh, there. you know what? I, I just realized this. There seems to have been a flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep by the Biden administration on Friday. It was buried deep in the regulatory agenda released late last week to downlist species. Eh, downlist is a weird word. 
Biden administration will weaken or eliminate protections for several endangered species by making an end run around protections and allowing global climate change just to kill them off. Interior Secretary Deb Holland, who who we thought was going to be good. She's American Indian, Native American, however you want to say it. Um, you'd think she'd be, she'd want to protect nature. Anyway, Interior Department Inspector, also Interior uh, Department Inspector uh, General Mark Lee Greenblatt and other officials are reducing protections for the Florida panther, the key deer, the Canada lynx, and the whooping crane. Uh, with nearly 90% of the keys lying less than five feet above sea level, the habitat loss would kill off some of these endangered species when the U.S. government is required to protect them. Uh, the key deer, uh, which uh, uh, make their habitat in the Florida Keys, face impending sea level rise, wiping out their habitat. Uh, in, in the case of the whooping crane, Arkansas National Wildlife Refuge in Texas faces rising sea levels and more frequent severe hurricanes, both of which threaten the crane's primary food source, uh, the blue crab. Man, I, I'm from Maryland. I do miss me some blue crab. We used to go crabbing every weekend. It was kind of nice. Put a piece of chicken on a string, just drop it down, pull up the string really slowly, and then put a net under it. Tough to do, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has proposed a review that may result in downlisting of the crane, even though the recovery plan for the bird states that the Texas population must reach 1,000 cranes or a second migratory population reaches more than 120 cranes for a decade before a review of its status is warranted. That has not happened. The cranes are nowhere near that population uh, or that time. Uh, they are trying to endanger the Florida panther in the interest of land developers. Of course, it's Florida. Uh, Biden seems to be doing Trump's job for him. And the report goes on. I won't go into details about it, but let's just say it was a flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep on Friday. Uh, when the Biden first, uh, administration first announced in August that it would soon hold a massive auction of oil and gas drilling rights in the Gulf of Mexico, officials told angry critics that they had no choice but to proceed with the uh, ecologically catastrophic sale because of a ruling by the Trump-appointed federal judge. Now, we did this story, and I questioned this. I said, well, this, the judge didn't actually say they, they had to do this. It was a kind of a weird ruling. Anyway... Prior to that, the U.S. Department of Justice uh, argued in a memo shared yesterday by The Guardian that the U.S. Department of Interior does not is not, was not required to sell new leases for fossil fuel extraction on public lands and waters despite the court decision. The auction held on November 17th ended up netting the government $191.6 million. Drop in the bucket. Really nothing. Uh, from companies such as Exxon, Chevron, and BP. By the way, BP, that's the company that's responsible for the Deepwater Horizon. Chevron, that's the company responsible uh, for dumping toxic waste uh, in Ecuador, and they owe Ecuador billions of dollars uh, because of the settlement. 
uh, because of the court uh, uh, required settlement. Anyway, the sale consisted of 1.7 million acres of seabed. Uh, we will understand more in a couple of months. Environmental groups have made a FOIA request. FOIA, F-O-I-A. Uh, FOIA uh, stands for uh, Freedom of Information Act request seeking records related to the White House's decision to cave to big oil. And a lot of people are named in this FOIA. Uh, I always thought something was a little fishy in the Gulf other than the fish, to be perfectly honest. Uh, as we mentioned in an earlier report calling out Biden, Public Citizen revealed that the Biden administration has been doling out permits for drilling on public lands and waters at a faster clip than the Trump administration. Really disturbing, considering he did this sale while he was dealing with the COP26 summit on climate action. Wow. Uh, yesterday, I would have loved to be in the room with Biden and Manchin when they met. Actually, it was a phone conference, but I still would have loved to be in the room. Uh, Manchin has not been shy about the fact he's a corporate whore. I, no offense to whores. Whores work really hard. Uh, but Manchin has continuously made decisions based on who gives him money and uh, to profit from his energy investments. The Washington Post reported yesterday that Manchin's latest financial disclosure filing says that the, uh, the West Virginia family coal business that he helped found and run Enter Systems paid him $492,000 in interest, dividends, and other income in 2020, and that his share of the firm is worth between $1 million and $5 million. The Post said he signed a sworn statement saying he is aware of these earnings, underscoring that he is not blind. They are not in a blind trust. Um, by contrast... Manchin has set up a blind trust with $350,000 in cash in 2012. In his latest financial disclosure report, the senator reported that the Joseph Manchin III qualified blind trust earned no more than $15,000 last year and is worth between $500 and a million. By design, it is not possible to know what's in a blind trust. It's blind. But the financial disclosure records show that it doesn't include all of Manchin's income from Enter Systems, uh, the company. According to the Senator's financial disclosure filings, Enter Systems, which Manchin founded in 1988 and later handed over to his son, has paid Manchin $5 million over the past decade. In September, Bloomberg, uh, Ari Natter, uh, uh, journalist of Bloomberg, pressed Manchin on the dividend income he continues to receive. Manchin asked Natter. This is interesting. Manchin asked Natter, you got a problem? You'd do best to change the subject. Really? <laughs> That's what you're going to do, Manchin? Wow. Uh, Manchin is currently the chair of the Senate Committee on Energy and Natural Resources. Why is he there? Uh, that paired with his dirty investments make any decision he makes a blatant conflict of interest. Absolutely, positively, Joe Manchin has got to go. I've had it. Senate Majority Leader, of course, if he, if, if he goes, we lose the Senate. That's unfortunate. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has said he hopes 
to hold a vote on the Build Back Better Act before Christmas, but Manchin's refusal to support the legislation in its current badly weakened form has cast serious doubt on the timeline. Manchin wants to cut it more. I've had it with him. He's killing it. Manchin, who has received more than $1.5 million in campaign donations from corporate interests trying to kill Build Back Better, has already succeeded in stripping from the bill major climate measures, such as clean electricity, uh, the Clean Electricity Performance Program. Manchin has also raised questions about the bill's proposed fee on methane pollution. You know, I'm I'm getting really sick of this. Are you? Are you getting sick of Manchin? Joe Manchin, man. We know whose whose pockets he's into, right? Uh, Moving on to... Pfizer's new COVID pill can be taken to reduce symptoms up to three days after catching COVID. It's not yet approved. It'll probably get approved like in the next month. Uh, They claim it's 89% effective at reducing the risk of death or hospitalization. Pfizer hopes it can eventually offer the pills under the name uh, Paxlovid for people to take it home before they get sick enough to go to the hospital. Uh, Paxlovid combines a a new antiviral drug named uh, uh, Nermatrelvir. I really should practice these words before I get on here. Uh, And an older one called Ritonavir. Uh, After a month of follow-up, the study found five hospitalizations and no deaths among 697 people who received the drug within the first three days of symptoms. Among 682 who received placebo, 44 were hospitalized, including nine who died. So no one died after taking that pill. All adults in the study were unvaccinated. So there you have it for that. And uh, as I said, Tuesday is kind of slow. You know, and then the rest of the the, the month is going to be kind of slow because everybody's off. Uh, But that's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. uh, Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you uh, coming to listen. Uh, Bring someone with you tomorrow or today. Uh, Tweet to me questions insights or fights come fight with me or come argue with me at cyberclops c-y-b-e-r-c-l-o-p-s and remember always remember government profit is measured by the betterment of the people don't you ever forget it i'm peter lawrence reporting from los angeles